Okay, so I'm back. So yeah, yesterday was really rough because my son was having the biggest tantrum of his life and it just made me realize like a light bulb went off after a friend had mentioned the term deregulatory behavior. So uh, what I did, as any normal person does, is they GTS it, a term if they don't know it. Google that shit if you don't know what GTS means. But that's what I did, I GTSed it. And what it did was it brought me to a bunch of, you know, a bunch of the scary stuff at first, like ADHD, behavioral, um, um, just bad stuff, you know, nightmarish things that any parent just doesn't want to have to face that their child might have to go, might be going through or diagnosed as, as the future. Now, with that being said, I wasn't ready to take my kid to my pediatrician and say, hey, I think he's got this behavioral disorder. But what I did do was I did more research and to try and research how, well, I came across, good hit, I came across a link that um, basically said, you know, mothers with depression and how that inadvertently affects um, infants and toddler behavior. So I don't know if many people know about this, but I have been told that, you know, basically your most formidable, formative years is between the ages of one and five. And basically whatever you learn up till five is like, that's what kind of basically you're like locked in after five, like whatever you learn is basically you can't go back from, or, or it's just harder to reprogram someone um, who's had such trauma traumatic experiences uh, in adolescence. So with that being said, you know, you did it, yeah. With that being said, um, I was very hopeful. Our friend actually, who had mentioned that same term, she also mentioned this book Oh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So when I found that um, mothers with depression and how it affects children and later on in life, I was just like, wow, okay, so being a suicide survivor, not dealing with that, and then it probably trans translated into postpartum depression, which was never diagnosed or dealt with. And so now I have a two-year-old toddler who's struggling, kicking and screaming, and misbehaving when I'm trying to put him down for a nap. So with that being said, I was like, okay, what can I do? And my friend was like, easy peasy. <laughs> I was like, really? Easy peasy? She's like, yeah. There's this book. You did it. There's this book written by this um, man who I actually studied underneath. My friend studied underneath, and she said the book is called One, Two, Three Magic. Yeah! And um, it's like a bestseller on Amazon for parents um, who are just finding themselves exhausted trying to um, adjust and reprogram their children's behaviors, um, misbehaving behaviors. So I was so, I just feel like, you know, it's just one of those moments where I'm like, I'm so thankful that I've been opening up about my situation so I can hear myself say, you know, make it a more of a reality. And so I'm more of, or, or less defining how being a suicide survivor is to me. And um, I'm, not, I'm no longer allowing it to weigh me down um, because in effect, yeah, in effect, that has been what has gotten us to this point where not dealing with it, yeah, baby, not dealing with it has inadvertently made my son so angry and unable to express himself and it's probably because his mommy has had some 
a handful, more than a handful of some bad days uh, in the two years. And you know, um, so I'm just learning. But that was, once I realized that, it was just like, I'm just so thankful. I feel like we're supposed, we're in the right place at the right time that we're supposed to be. Because, I mean, you did it! Because, I mean, if we were somewhere else, or if we weren't, didn't have these friends to depend on right now in our, this point in our journey, I don't know we would have gotten this, such a handy tool and, and knowledge to act upon right now at the age of two, you know? It could be too late at, you know, after five. So, just some insights and revelations that I'm sharing with because they really, they're really, it's really gonna just be nothing but up from here with where it goes with our family and our family's mental health. So yeah, hope you enjoyed. Positive people, I just wanted you to want to give an intro to this segment um, that I heard 
um, from this gentleman who's really got some great insight on how to stay positive and what it means to be a positive person even through, you know, the BS and all that. So here you go. Wow, wasn't that amazing? Cyber shots, dropping gems, okay? <laughs> um, he basically said, you know, staying posi positive is pretty much a spiritual battle. I have never really known it to be so true up until after my dad passed away and just him leaving, the reality of him being gone was just so raw that literally I was talking and saying, you know, the devil, and I was recognizing that the devil or negativity was constantly attacking me throughout the day. But one thing that I did stress on, especially for myself, <laughs> was that I never let, yes, bubbies. <laughs> I don't know if my son's gonna let me get this out. I, basically, I never allowed myself, I always recognized that I, I was always gonna, I, I found comfort in knowing that I was going to go to bed that night with the negativity cleared out, um, that I was eventually gonna beat it. And that's what built, helped build up my resilience, I guess. Because um, it is a universal issue. Everybody goes through it, you know. It could start with you waking up and stubbing your toe, or it could start out with, you know, someone disrespecting you, you know, angry drivers on the highway while you're on your way to work, whatever. It's, it could just be always something. And it's how you choose to either reflect it or deflect it that really matters most. And you gotta be mentally strong. That's why I love how he said you need to be prepared mentally and spiritually, um, as well as being well-rested to maintain a positive lifestyle. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. Son's over here touching cactus, trying to pick it up. Ah, 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 ah. Nope. Okay, we gotta change your diaper, come on. Um, so yeah, my two-year-old <laughs> keeps me busy. You're always gonna hear him in the background some way or another. Um, but yeah, so he was saying it could be done and that you just need to have discipline. So that's one thing that I've realized in my life um, as it's reflected upon my son as him having this regulatory behavior, um, you know, got to be disciplined and coming off of my dad's suicide and then having undiagnosed postpartum depression, I didn't have, I couldn't even recognize that I didn't have the energy to actually positively support myself and my family's home life um, because just my energy, I, I just could only have enough energy to get by and through to the next step. And that's all that I was focused on, but we gotta do a little bit more as spiritual warriors against this negativity, um, however you wanna identify it and um, give it a name and know that you will overcome it because um, always at the end of the day you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna beat it no matter what you know you're in it's just your surroundings and how you decide to see it you know you could be at a job you don't really agree with and you know those negative factors can either reflect off of you and you can attract more negativity or you can just identify it for what it is and keep it moving because you already have the self-identity in yourself. The one thing that I lacked 
after my father passed away and then becoming a new mother shortly afterwards was that I was slowly allowing my self-identity to wash away, you know, by just kind of taking it and taking it. I didn't have the energy to fight it in the most productive ways, and so I just functioned until the functioning started turning into dysfunction. And it was all subtle, but again, um, me seeing the, the behavior that my now two-year-old had, had been displaying a couple days ago, he had the worst temp temper tantrum of our life, and I literally had to restrain him just because he needed to go down for a nap. And um, so I'm just saying, if you don't battle that negativity, it can easily get away from you and it could start reflecting in different avenues of your life. And so the more disciplined you can be and the more positive you can be and stay steadfast in, the better off you will be. So thank you again, CyberShots. You're freaking awesome. Look to hear for more and share more of your content. Wow, wasn't that an amazing share? I'm so glad I found the sponge mines. Thank you so much, Dominic, for that share. Um, I just wanted to take time to reflect upon that because being the future wife, my fiance had one of his first profession when we first met was he, he is still a 210 yacht captain. Um, with that being said, his last trip out on the sea was to go to Cuba last year, exactly around this time. And, you know, he didn't have a mate and the Cuban government severely regulates the Wi-Fi um, and internet access. So they had no ability to check and see what kind of weather and waves that they were going to be dealing with. Well, they ended up trying to come back to the Florida Keys in 12-foot waves. And, you know, they were pulling a, this is a 60-foot yacht pulling a tender, which was probably 12 to 15 feet, which is an extra boat, a smaller boat behind it. A family of five or six, I believe, a mother, father, two daughters and a son, um, Argentinian family, wealthy Ar Argentinian family, and um, gasoline buckets were just floating along over, you know, leaking gas, and my fiance had to have the complete mindset, and, you know, he, he deals with panic attacks and anxiety, too, and so he got through that and was able to get the family and himself home safely, especially to us, um, and I just can't, listening to the story just made me cringe thinking that this man was the only survivor, and the only way he survived was with an air pocket that he found without any food or water and in complete darkness for three days. Um, that's just completely amazing to me and just kind of represents the power of prayer and how much that really, really, really means something. You gotta, you know, if you don't believe in God, you got to believe in the power of your own words. Um, and, and, and how it transcends and you have to believe in those words and you got to believe that your words have power and going back to what you know um, Cybershots was saying is that you know just look at your reflection you, you know you got positivity and negativity they're all in the same room you got to choose to what you identify with and what you are combating and 
with your words and how you choose to say it is how you combat that negativity. And I am just so in awe about this story, but it does not surprise me. Um, almost kind of brings me to the thought of, um, you know, I don't know the actual guy's name, I'm really bad with Bible stories, but the man that was uh, survived in the belly of the whale, you know, um, or even Daniel in the lion's den, you know, you got to speak your affirmations. One of my affirmations is, um, or one of my mottos is, um, the path to positivity is through unity, so I cannot fall apart. And I say that to myself, that came to me the morning that I was having, I was scheduled to have the tumor removed from my colon. And I think that it was so important for me to say those words and I was going through it because I was on my way to the surgery. And if nobody knows this, that's younger than 50 that I don't think that has gone through the colonoscopy scare or whatever, colon scare. But I had to starve myself pretty much and clean my body out for 12 hours only to find out the next morning, the morning of my surgery, that the insurance wasn't, has, was holding off on authorizing for that, that procedure to be acted. And so I was like freaking out. But the one thing that calmed me down also with my fiance's words um, was, you know, path of positivity is through, um, the path to unity is through positivity so I cannot fall apart or vice versa. The path to positivity is through unity, so I cannot fall apart. And it really rings true. You have to believe your words because your words have power. And whether or not you choose to use God's words or your own words or whoever, you, you just gotta recognize that you are speaking your survival or your death into existence with every positive thought or negative thought that you choose to act upon. Wow, what an awesome freaking story, man.